not, not quite my tempo. I'm going to make him an offer again. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Multiplex Loves Movies. I am not Tim Bacala. I am Caleb Coho in the hosting chair. Uh, and it's it's going to be a hectic show, a kinetic show. Uh, and who better to be on such a hectic show than Cody Newberry? Cody, welcome to Multiplex Loves Movies that doesn't have a host. How are you doing? Well, I've said that Tim asked you to host, not me, but whatever. Um, but yeah, this should be something. Uh, I don't know how it's going to go. Uh, Tim may cancel the whole show after tonight uh, by the rails we run this off of. So, yeah, it should be a fun show. Uh, we don't have a ton of news, but we have great personalities. <laughs> that is also debatable, but welcome to the best movie show or the premier movie sh- news show on the internet. Uh, Caleb Boatman is also here with us today uh, just to ensure this show gets canceled after today. How are you doing, Boatman? People have told me. Look, you have a great personality, but, uh, but yeah, <laughs> no one's ever said that to you. Fact, true. <laughs> I I was more meaning like the in the Emperor's New Groove type of way, but mm. listen, Garth, like, I don't know why you're here right now either, right. not Tim, but we're trying to make it entertaining. Um, but yeah, um, there's not a whole lot of news to talk about this week, so we're gonna try our best. Tim, don't hate us or cancel us, but every episode of Multiplex Loves Movies starts with the box office. So your box office breakdown coming in at number one was the new Disney Pixar film Onward, $39.1 million. The Invisible Man holding strong at the number two spot with another $15.1 million added on to that. The Ben Affleck sports drama The Way Back coming in third with $8.2 million. My boy Sonic the Hedgehog holding on strong at four with $7.7 million. And... Somehow still in the top five, the CGI dog movie, The Call of the Wild, with another $6.8 million. Um, Onward made money. I think that's the story. Uh, I thought that'd make did more. It? I think that'd make more money yeah. than it did. Is or Do we think it's pretty low? It's very low. So that's like my thing is like, is it because of the coronavirus scares around the country? Is that why no one's going to Onward right now? Yeah, I think that's part of it, and also I think honestly, the trailers to this movie were not great. I'm gonna be honest. I I think the onward trailers are not great, I, but I also think 90% of Pixar movie trailers are not great. So, yikes! I hard disagree with that, but no, also are great. Their trailers, I think, are generally poorly marketed. I literally wanted to see this from the moment of the trailer. So, like, I thought the trailer did a really good job of like telling like. A different world. I think maybe it scared people because it's a fantasy element, and like, not everybody's into that like fantasy type thing. So that could have worked. But I think it's a coronavirus. I think people, the the media is doing a great job of scaring everybody to stay inside their homes and not do anything. It's just it's just a special flu, guys. Let's relax, everybody. If you have an immune system, you'll be fine. But thirty nine million is really low. I think uh, it needs to be a lot higher for them to move forward. I'm surprised they didn't move it 
to be honest, like everybody else is running away. They decided, no, we'll stick with it. But I think it's going to cost them a lot Especially because it's like a family film where I think people like that probably affects it more than like most movies. That's also oh, Onward is also the first major animated movie released this year. So you'd think it'd crush because we haven't had that many animated family films so far out this year. So 39.1 million is a lot lower than I would have predicted. But, yeah, I think we could chalk that up to the coronavirus scare. The other news story, I think, uh, Sonic the Hedgehog's still tracking along. But Call of the Wild, still in the top five. It's still a flop. It's still a terrible flop. But in the top five, who's going to see Call of the Wild right now? Um, how much has it made, like, overall? Like, Great question. Let me look. Well, okay, you keep, I didn't know. You keep I didn't know we, we keep saying it's a flop, but I was like, how much did they really think going into it that they were gonna make from Call of the Wild? Like, I saw that movie. I saw that dog looks real creepy, and then find out it's a human underneath it. Ah, the Call of the Wild gonna... had a budget of 135 million dollars, and worldwide That's it has made it has made a 100 million dollar total worldwide so far. Yeah, that's going to be uh, that's a tax write off. Back yeah. in my day, if we had a movie about a CGI dog, that dog would be voiced by George Lopez, and it would be called Beverly Hills Chihuahua. Facts. Uh, but we'll move on uh, to our first news story of the day. Uh, not a very happy one to start with, but uh, over the weekend, the late, great Max von Sydow passed uh, at 90 years old. Max von Sydow, uh, an actor that you would probably know him best well for The Exorcist, Seventh Seal, the greatest story ever told. Um, recently, Star Wars The Force Awakens, an Academy Award-nominated turn and extremely loud and incredibly close. Um, yeah, I think everyone, if you don't know the name Max von Sydow, you know the actor from the movies he's been in. Uh, 2010's Robin Hood. Like He's been in, in so many weird, yeah. different movies, and he's been very good in just about everything I've seen him in. Um, yeah, uh, I'll start with uh, Cody. Uh, thoughts on Max von Sydow? Yeah, uh, like I said, Tim, before we go on, Tim mentioned his character like in a fandom match like not too long ago, and I'm like, oh, it brought back to my memory, like, oh, and then sad news that he passed this week. Uh, he was also in Game of Thrones. He was the 3A Raven in Game yeah, of Thrones, Raven. which was uh, one of the great roles in that show. Um, yeah, it's a very sad loss. Um, I mean, when you get up to 90, you know, you lived a full life at that point, so it's not like a sudden thing, but it's still sad because he won't be in anything else moving forward, and I mean, he was just acting up until, like, a couple of years ago. Like, what was his... I mean, he had one in 2018, apparently, and he had one that was supposed to come out. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, he's still working. So, it's sad to see him uh, lost, even with being up in there in 90. Absolutely. Uh, Boatman, your thoughts? Yeah, I think he, he was a great talent. I mean, you look at even, like, stuff, like, back in the 70s, like, Three Days of the Condor replace the hitman in that movie he's really really good in that he could do so many different things and i think he he was very good and he kind of popped up in a bunch of different films so he was, a, he was a very talented actor absolutely um yeah i mean there's not much more that can really be said he was one of the greats uh and i hope he rests in peace uh but and we hid we hid tim in a closet and he's not coming out until he acts better so yep that's tim is what Tim is in a closet because we decided we wanted to run his show for some reason. And he's been he's been bad, very bad. Right. There's okay. a whole 
sexual the element with this now that I I'm going on with the first order. Talk to the first order. Uh, but we'll move on. Uh, we said coronavirus at the top of the show, and uh, it's, 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 it's attacking our movie theater experiences. My Spy and No Time to Die have both been pushed back due to coronavirus. Uh, so, yeah, they're both <laughs> moved pretty lately. They're both coming out around November, if I am correct. But, yeah. Yeah. Uh, do do we think that they should be moving movies around because of the flu or what? Uh, Boatman, your thoughts? I, I don't know about you guys, but I'm just really, really bummed that My Spy is being delayed. That was my number one anticipated film of the year, and now it's being delayed again. Um, but seriously, I think from a business standpoint, it makes sense less people are going to the movies right now. So I think it's probably smart to, to wait a little bit. Uh, and I think that's why part of the reason why onward is not doing as like blockbuster numbers as usual. So yeah, I think this is a, this is a smart move. It makes sense. I'm just really disappointed because I was actually really excited for no time to die. That's absolutely accurate. I was excited for no time to die as well. I was getting more excited with the more trailers I saw, but now there's nothing coming out for like a couple of weeks uh, and we have to wait until Mulan and New Mutants, which I don't know about you, but I'm not excited about either one. Uh, but Cody, you shut uh, up about Mulan. It's a good movie. Deal with your problems. I don't know what it did to you when you were younger, but Mulan, the animated movie. I was talking more about New Mutants. I'm less excited for New Mutants than Mulan, but still. I anyway. just want to see what it is <laughs> more than anything. Like, it's That's a fact. History. I, oh, but, I am convinced that New Mutants is going to appear in theaters. Everyone's going to sit down. And the final trailer is going to play. We're going to see the Marvel logo. And then Rick Astley is going to appear. <laughs> and it's just an hour and a half of the Never Going to Give You Up video. Uh, Malcolm, Malcolm put it out. Uh, Peter Rabbit oh. 2 also delayed. So. Oh, no. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if you go into New Mutants and you literally sit down and you like, do you see the Marvel logo pop across the screen and then it says the new mutants will return and that's it. That's the whole movie. Uh, they've just been totally X'd out of the movie. Uh, I think it's smart, but my spy one, I've never heard anybody in this community hate a movie more than Jacob London on my spy. Apparently this is the worst abomination to film that has ever existed in the history of man. I actually saw the trailer and I said, Hmm, it's not going to be great, but it didn't look like it looked like the pacifier. It looked like something passable. It doesn't look like terrible, but they should have called Netflix right up and said, I'll cut you a deal. How to get it on the streaming service tomorrow. It would have made way more than it's ever going to make when it goes to theater. Uh, James Bond. I'm very bummed about. I am very, very bummed about the trailers had me super amped for this movie. Um, I am a big, big uh, Craig Bond fan. Um, I did not like, you know, two of those movies as much, but I think overall the movies are fantastic. Um, and I wanted to see where they go with him on his final one, but they had to move it. It just, they have to move it because it just, they're terrifying everybody with this outbreak that turns everybody into the zombies. Apparently it's, it's just the weirdest thing and everybody's scared and, Peter Rabbit too. Well, you should have called Netflix too because you probably should go into a streaming service as well. Like the movies that are moving, like those, I don't care about. But 
No Time to Die, I really needed to see sooner than November. I, I also will pose a secondary question. Do okay. you think November is too far back to push No Time to Die? Because now it's competing with a Disney animated movie called Raya and the Last Dragon, and it comes out a week before Marvel's Eternals. So it's right in the middle of a lot of notable blockbuster studio releases, whereas where it had, it was the only major release of its weekend. Do we think that was a bad place to move it? I, I would have liked a, like a September, August-September drop like right after summer like maybe in october like right before the holiday rush i think that would have been a perfect drop for them because you're not competing with a ton and like it would make up now as somebody who's worked in the theater before november's such a hit and miss month like they stack everything near the end so you're like you have one to two weekends to actually make your money and there's like people like james bond but he's it's not like one of those it's it's global, but it's not like a, a Marvel movie that people run to like everybody Joe Schmo. There's a good fan base, but it's not as high. And now it's gonna be competing against way too much. So I think November's way too far, but maybe they think the coronavirus is gonna last till October. So they're just I, I, I think it's a bad move. I think it's a bit I think they're they lost thirty to fifty million to move it. And now it's probably going to lose more because it's, I don't think it's going to make as much money being in that slot. Right. Uh, Bowen, your thoughts? Yeah, I think this is going to be kind of rough for No Time to Die. Um, I don't I don't see this going well. I think they were kind of in a lose-lose situation, though, because I'm not sure how much – if they will really make more money if they would have had it now, you know, during the coronavirus scare or what. Like, I think that's – I think they were just in a lose-lose situation and they're just kind of hoping to wait all this out. Yeah, I think November might have been a little too long to wait. I think Cody's absolutely right on the money. It should have been a late August, early September release I where agree. no one ever puts anything good out. You could have crushed, even if your Bond movie is okay. An okay Bond movie is going to make more money than a terrible, generic Hitman's Bodyguard sequel. Um, but, oh well. Um, but we'll go ahead. We'll move to the next topic of discussion, which piggybacks off. Where's the Hitman's Bodyguard sequel coming out? The Hitman's Bodyguard's wife. I did not know that was actually happening. I now that you say that, I remember that happening. We'll but... never be Warzone champ. All right, so we are going to piggyback to the next topic. Stuff. Right off of the coronavirus, we're staying in the coronavirus because another major cancellation, South by Southwest has been canceled. The entire event, the entire ordeal, South by Southwest, donezo because of the coronavirus. Um, that's kind of a big that deal the, that they shut down an entire event over this. Was that the one Spence was invited to? Uh, no, I think that one is can. Can? Oh, I was gonna say can. I think it was the Antarctica Film Festival. Anyway, um, but <laughs> South by Southwest. The film festival the guy at my theater has like every Thursday night where he just shows a bunch of his pornos until they kick him out of the theater. <laughs> Maggie's employers will not be listening to this episode because she's not on it. So that's okay. Um, but. Um, <laughs> 
I don't know how to back up. I don't know how to circle back around to that. Uh, South by Southwest, uh, that's a pretty major festival for not only movies, but like music and entertainment news in general. It's uh, it's it's one of the early festival uh, sort of event settings in the beginning of the year. Uh, so it's kind of a major cancellation and closing. Um, do we think that's going to affect the movie picture for the rest of the I don't know how to I don't know how to recover from this joke but I'm sorry <laughs> I can't believe you've done this you you derailed the show um the viewpoints of Killabobin do not reflect the viewpoints of multiplex entertainment and they weren't viewpoints that's just a thing the guy at the the living in the dumpster you're still talking I need you to stop okay Cody what are your thoughts on South by Southwest being cancelled I'm pissed because I was going. Not really. No, not really. Um, don't go outside, everybody. Stay in your effing bubble. Uh, we're all going to be J uh, Jake Gyllenhaal and Bubble Boy in a second. We can't go. We can't do anything. It's, I know it's precautionary, but like... Just wash your hands. If you're going to get the virus, you're going to get it. There's nothing you can do besides quit your job and be a hermit inside your own home. Like... The flu is around right now, guys. Like, have you got it? You didn't? Okay, you might be safe from the corona. You might get the coronavirus, and guess what? You have an immune system. It will fight it. Unless you're an elderly woman, or elderly person, or a child. <laughs> if you're one of those two things, you haven't built up or you're weakened so much, you're going to die. <laughs> That's the life. Did you just say elderly woman and then backpedal really quick to elderly The old men, the old boomers have fought way harder and they're not dying yet. Well, they still got to vote for Trump out. in November. Um, actually, Viagra right. counteracts the coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> it doesn't affect old So the viewpoint is, if you're going to get it, you're going to get it. Right. And you have something built up. So I think all these people are being cautionary, but guess what? There's nothing you could do. Like, that's the crazy thing. Just like, we have a trip coming up. We could have canceled for the coronavirus, but guess what? If I die getting the coronavirus, at least I went to Minneapolis with their friends. Those right. are the things that I'm, I'm doing. Like, it's all right, guys. We, so, we had a, we had a coronavirus scare today in my city because a oh. student at UND, a student at the university of North Dakota goes, I think I have coronavirus. So they self-quarantined themselves and sent their like sample into this college. Two hours later, the college says, you don't have coronavirus. You have the flu. Calm the F down. And that's our city in a nutshell. When the swine flu went around a couple years ago, my Aunt Betty, guess what? Thinks she had the swine flu. She didn't have the swine flu. You had the flu. Shut up. Just go right. away. My uncle Joey thought he had a heart attack. <laughs> and then, it turned out to be the coronavirus. Wait, was like, Uncle Billy, calm down. You're fine. Turns out he did have a heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> two, it was it were two unrelated <laughs> incidents. Shut up. Oh my god. We are we're never gonna be able to be welcome back. No, we're done. We're gonna get canceled. I'm we're only 19 minutes into the show, and we're almost to the fourth discussion topic. So, <laughs> fuck. All right, there really wasn't a lot of news this week, but this is the big news story of the day—the one that excites me the most. All right, guys, say it with me: You either die a hero, or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. Dale is playing the villain in Thor: Love and Thunder. Um, it is not confirmed what the name of the villain is or which villain he's playing. 
The rumor is he's playing Gore the God Butcher, uh, which would be really fucking cool. Um, but Christian Bale joining the MCU as a villain in Thor 4. We also got confirmation from Vin Diesel. The Guardians of the Galaxy will be in Thor 4. So uh, thoughts overall on Thor Love and Thunder. We have a lot of information about this movie now. Uh, Cody. Uh, it's not the first time he's playing a villain. Uh, he played uh, Dick Cheney. And, uh, <laughs> he, was a, he was a villain in the, in the, in the United States. So, uh, no, he's the perfect person to become a villain. Like, they're doing smart things with their acting choices to cast, like, dominating villains right now. Like, Josh Brolin. Uh, I'm terrible at this entire game, but, like, uh, Jake Michael Keaton, Jake Gyllenhaal, uh, Kate Blanchett, correct? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so, and, uh, like, these were building to this insane thing of, like, these villains are getting insanely good. Like, they're making great choices. The one problem is if you kill him, I hate you. Right. Like, he's a waste of a talent for one movie. You have to use him more. That's why Spider-Man, they didn't kill off Michael Keaton. He's still featured in somewhere. He could come back in a certain way. Like He's in Morbius, everybody! <laughs> yikes. Um, so, like, those are smart choices. A little bit like, you know, Cain Blanchett, hella, as far as we know, is gone. Like, uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, as far as we know, you know, like, those things are they're ruined and Michael B. Jordan. These are characters that are fantastic and casted well, but now I'm worried because I don't want just one good villain. I want I want these solo movies to have arcing villains. Like, and that's the one thing with Thor they've done. Like Loki's been that driving force, but he's kind of went side and side and been like a partner in crime at times. He's not an actual villain. So my thing is I want like these overarching villains to have an impact with the characters instead of just, oh, hero rises, gets beaten down, then rises back up to beat the villain, and we're done. Like, he is too big of a name to get back into comic books after doing Dark Knight to just piss him away with one movie. That would be a terrible mistake. I if only and only if he's a villain. And like he plays both sides, kind of, and they flip him to a hero, and he continues on. That's the only thing I would be okay with. But I want him to either be a villain throughout, or be in more movies. Either way, I don't want him just to be a one shot. It would be a terrible choice. hundred percent. I don't think. But the thing is, I'm worried that Bale doesn't want to do more than one after the Dark Knight. So that's why he signs a oh. one picture, and then they go, "Okay, I'll play as long as I die at the end, or I don't have to come back for any more." But I think Bale's going to be an incredible villain. Uh, but. Yeah, I, I call that, you know, the idea that a person just wants to hang around and then be done after the one thing. I think that's the, the Sam Whitworth syndrome, uh, when you just want to show up and then uh, if anybody asks you to come back, you yell at them. Um, but no, like I think I, I'm i excited because Christian Bale is one of the finest actors working today and he's going to be working with Taika Waititi, who's one of the finest directors working today. And I think the Thor movies have gotten a lot more interesting now that Taika is behind the camera. Uh, so I'm really, really excited. Sure, I'm guessing it won't be able to have an overarching effect on the MCU, but I don't care as much about the long term in terms of MCU. I care more about give me a great short one term movie that I can love. You know, I think movies like Doctor Strange were very concerned with kind of building this bigger world and setting up the time shows. And there are a couple other MCU movies that care about kind of just adding to the lore of the MCU. 
but they're not great as singular movies. So I would rather have a great singular movie. So that's why I'm excited. I can agree with that. Thor Love and Thunder has a lot of things revealed about it. This sounds like it's going to be a packed movie. Uh, we know that Jane Foster is going to become Thor or Lady Thor. Uh, regular Thor. Uh, can't remember which one she actually plays. Um, Tessa Thompson. Uh, Valkyrie is going to be back as the King of Asgard. And then uh, she's confirmed to be the first LGBTQ superhero in the MCU with this movie. Uh, you have Bale playing a villain, but then it's also a comedy with Waititi. So how menacing are they willing to go with Bale in a comedic movie? Uh, and the Guardians of the Galaxy are involved. So it's definitely going to have comedy in it, especially with Waititi and the Guardians. So I have no idea where they're going or how it's going to work, but I trust Waititi emphatically. I think Taika has a good mix on that because I think this movie can start off really slapstick and stupid like he does, but he can drive in an emotional tone like Jojo Rabbit, for example. Right. That movie has a very funny start, like hilarious at times. And then there's a shift in that movie that happens that you're like, what just happened? And then it picks back up with comedic beats. So it'd be awesome. Like if like, they bring in Bale to be like this character, like is a happy-go-lucky and you know, nice guy, and he flips on the dime and like is evil. Like, I think that would be great. And they've done it. I know they've already done that sort of stuff. Like with Strange, they you know, uh, Mordo or whatever, whatever his name is. Um, he switches at the end of the movie. Like you get close to somebody, but I think Bale. But the secret with Bale is he is literally the probably the best male actor working right now. Like hands down, whatever you give him, I trust him to do whatever he is. Like he's not the problem in any of his movies. So give him the role, give him the time. I think it will be a very, very good performance um, that we could see. So again, I rather an overarching because I, I get that he wants to do the one movie, but again, if it's good and there's enough money. Anybody can come back for anything because just ask Joaquin Phoenix. So. If he's Gore the God Butcher, like he's probably not going to get out of the one movie because that's a very Thor centric villain. Or but Billy, uh, Better Ray Bill. Yeah, Better Ray Bill. Is, he wouldn't be a, unless they made Better Ray Bill a villain, which would be actually really. He fun. has. So there's been some sort of rumor he's yeah. been a yeah, villain. So well, I they, they fight the first time they meet. So, right. Um, but I think it'd be that could be cool if they make Better Ray Bill like a hard like villain but um i i would if he is gore the god butcher would love to see gore the god butcher interact with like uh you know sam wilson bucky barnes like that'd be cool that's a very powerful villain how does the new captain america take that stuff like that um but you know who knows but that is our last movie topic of the move of the episode uh and we're almost coming in at 30 minutes so here's what's coming out new this week finally talking about delayed movies the hunt is out this weekend um and they changed their entire marketing to feed into that controversy controversy about the film um it is about a group of people who are hunted by an elite upper class um and there's a lot of political spectrum argument about the movie surrounding it. Uh, I don't know much about it. Um, I pro I'm not very interested in it, period. Uh, but, Cody, are you going to see The Hunt? Uh, does it look interesting? I, I wasn't going to, probably, but like, I feel like one of the best like story ideas is the most dangerous game, like that mindset of like The Hunt. It's a, it's a weird and uncomfortable topic to have, like what if somebody brought you somewhere and then hunted you? 
But in the horror genre, I think horror is doing something very interesting this year. Like Fantasy Island, I didn't see it, but I thought like the premise of Fantasy Island was very interesting. Like they're getting me closer to wanting to go see these movies with the concept. And this one is, I think I'm being comfortable to watch at times, but like I think it might be, if you're a horror fan, I think it might be right up your alley. Um, but yeah, I, I can get why it's off-putting. I can get why a lot of people will be totally against this. The same people that were probably against Joker or anything like that, like promoting violence could change. We saw the purge happen. We've seen so many movies like this. Like again, horror leads into the horrifying, uh, and sometimes, uh, you know, social commentary on like violence in the world. Sometimes is one of the it's cl- hits closer to home, so it's even worse, even more of a horror type thing so uh i'm going to see it i probably won't go watch it in the theater i'll probably watch it when it comes out because i'm not going to pay money to really go watch it right away so yeah i think it's interesting but i don't know but when your thoughts on the hunt it looks interesting but also i'm not sure i think it could be good um but it also looks like one of those movies that's like trying to shock you and then it just kind of comes across as like an edgy 15 year old that's just it looks like an eli roth film like yeah exactly like ooh, like look at this it's gonna be the most disgusting horror movie ever and then the green inferno comes out like it's just i i don't feel like it's yeah, it just looks like a shock value to get you in there, and it could be something totally different. Once you get shock in. value for sake of shock value, basically. Right. Right. Um, the next big release this weekend is Bloodshot, the Vin Diesel superhero movie uh, based on the Image comic. The first theatrically released film to be based on an Image comic. Um, Image, for those who are unfamiliar, the third biggest comic book brand behind Marvel and DC, and all creator-owned uh, every creator who creates a character, they own the rights to it. So Bloodshot is the biggest one from there. Uh, and they cast Vin Diesel to star in it. And this looks awful because Image Comics is awful in general. Uh, Boatman, your thoughts on Bloodshot? Cole, you've known me for a while now. Do you, do you really think I care at all about this movie? No. I do not think you give a shit about a soldier that dies and comes back to life with superpowers. That doesn't sound like your alley. Uh, I also just don't care about generic action movies that nobody will ever see. Thank you, Garth. Sorry, it's Valiant, not Image. I thought he was an Image comic character. Excuse you, Valiant. Valiant is fourth best, then. Uh, but thank you. Valiant is a movie with you and McGregor about pigeons. <laughs> that is a fact. Uh, Cody, are you going to see Bloodshot? You interested at all? Um, it just pisses me off, honestly, that uh, Vin Diesel still has a job um, in Hollywood. I believe he's terrible. I, I, I honestly do. I think he's one of the worst actors I have ever watched on screen. Um, I can't tell you really a redeemable movie that I'm like, man, he acted the hell out of that. Besides the words, I am Groot. Um, oh, gosh. Maggie's not here, Star True. And there's other people a part of Multiplex besides Maggie. Find somebody else to talk about. Jeez. I just feel offended that he always calls out Maggie, doesn't talk about me and how great I am. Um, next thing. Why uh, does he have a job? Why does he have a job? Like, can anybody he make the best franchise in Hollywood? Fast <laughs> and furious. But, like, like, there are actors that, like, fit his build, fit his style, that don't ever get heard from again. 
They play in a few movies. Like, I just am so confused how he's still working. And this movie looks like, oh, it looks awful. Like, go back to playing Triple X. Like, go do your own movies on DVD. Like, I'm, I don't want you in Hollywood anymore. I don't want you to make any money. Don't go see it so Vin Diesel can stop working. Like, oh. Yeah. Also, Malcolm, uh, image is definitely not owned by DC. That would never happen in a million years. Um, considering that they're even fun story that we're not even talking about. There's a chance that DC Comics might be sold or closed. That's the thing going on right now. Uh, because Warner Brothers is owned by AT&T, and AT&T has no idea what to do with DC Comics or how to run a comic book business. And they just fired their editor-in-chief. So DC Comics could be sold? Maybe. I don't know uh, if that'll happen or not, but that's a fun supplementary story that was in the world of comics last week. The last movie we had to talk about coming out this week uh, from the people behind I, uh, I Can Only Imagine, it's I Still Believe, the Jeremy Camp biopic starring K.J. Appa of Riverdale, uh, based on the memoir by Jeremy Camp and about his relationship, how he met his wife and his wife's struggle with cancer. Um, yeah, uh, this looks like a play for the teenage crowd. I don't know. That kid does not look anything like Jeremy Camp at all. Either. Not a bit. <laughs> not even a bit. Doesn't look even remotely close to what Jeremy Camp is. I've met the man in person, and right. that is like he. When did he do steroids? At one point, is that the story that they're not telling us? Because that kid does not grow up to be Jeremy. Jeremy Camp is a, a thick dude, what's, like muscle wise. What's also funny no. is. KJ App is supposed to be playing Jeremy Camp 10 years ago. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, this Ooh. is supposed to be a late 20s Jeremy Camp, and KJ Appa is 17. Listen, I can only imagine came out. That doesn't mean every Christian artist needs to piggyback and start making movies about themselves. Like, it's real gross and it's real weird because I'm really going to be disgusted when the Newsboys get their own shit movie. I'm gonna the Newsboys Toby movie Mac. would not be good, but you know who would be a good movie? Toby Mac has a good story. Toby Mac Toby. does have a good story. I Just say. Toby Mac. No. Really? Oh. He has a cool the, story. Oh, he's the pop of, oh, oh, no thanks. I mean, fair. But, like, in terms of, like, his, his whole story of DC Talk and then leaving DC Talk and being the one that no one thought would be the solo hit and that he's the biggest I mean, solo yeah, hit. That's one of the shots. Yeah, that's a shot. He was smart and left that place. But other than that, no. Fair. You call it Jesus Freak. I'm not leaving right then and there. I'm not. Going to <laughs> if you call it Jesus Freak, it has to be a DC Talk movie, right? <laughs> uh, no, I. But when your thoughts on I still believe. Where are we getting the Big Daddy Weave movie or the Tenth Avenue North movie or the Stephen Curtis Chapman movie? Or I like. I just feel like these are probably going to go on forever now, and. Um, I'm sorry, Stargate, did you just ask if Jeremy Camp is from The Doors? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, by the way, does anybody else find it funny? We brought up a Christian movie, and then all of a sudden, Cam was like, my moment's here. I'm here. No, but Cam's comment is completely accurate. The news was already got a shit movie. It's called All Three Gods Not Dead Movies. But that's not about them. Uh, you wouldn't know it from the third act finale of Gods Not Dead. <laughs> <laughs> when are we yeah. get who else does a concert and the major plot point of the movie messing together at one point yeah. Yeah, they, the, the villain of the movie dies outside a newsboys concert while they sing God's Not Dead that's the end of God's Not Dead everyone I, um, I that's how this movie ends 
Yikes. Uh, <laughs> the, the villain of this movie appears to be cancer. So I don't know how that's going to work. Uh, <laughs> they, they create a new disease to get rid of cancer and they call it the coronavirus. But, but, but Cam just, or Malcolm just said, Cameron, remember when we got I Can Still Imagine on the Biopics Rankum? Is that the weird baby that these two movies made? I, I can only imagine and I still believe just make a movie now. I can still imagine. Uh, That's the sequel to I Can Only Imagine. Is I can still, I can imagine. still imagine us talking about this right now. Good Lord, can we move uh, on? Yeah, well, that is all that's coming oh. out in the world of movies. That's the last topic. Uh, good Lord. Uh, I. <laughs> If they're releasing it now, it's because Jeremy Camp wants people to get the coronavirus. Yikes! I was gonna say he's trying to cash in on that memoir money. Um, but other than that, by um, people the coronavirus, he's gonna write a memoir. Okay. Uh, well, that's that's basically Ben. Multiplex loves movies. It's a much shorter episode of Multiplex loves movies, but it was also a very slow news week. Um. What movie are you guys going to go see? Personally, I haven't seen The Way Back yet, so I'll go watch The Way Back before I That's see any of these. Um, but uh, in the world of Movie Warzone, Bowman, what's coming out on Thursday, Friday? Aaron J. versus Coho. Uh, Scott Harvey versus Sandy Robinson. Mike Hanley versus Sean Wasserkrug. That sounds like three dope matches. Uh, tomorrow... Cody, your list sucks. What's going on? It actually sounds like Warzone pulled from the bottom of the trash can. But we're not uh, we're not talking about that. Um, your list sucks is tomorrow. It's my birthday episode, and I'm on the panel. Kirk is hosting in his favorite movies of all time. Uh, I'm ready to get ripped apart because I put movies on there. One that I think would make Kirk twitch, and two that I really like. Uh, we also have uh, first time on the show, Jacoby Bancroft will be on tomorrow. Debut. So that's really exciting. Um, and then we also got Joe Harrison. So, and uh, of course, Bar. Bar will always be there. So uh, I always Bar, watch Bar never. Thank you so much, Star Drew. I appreciate that. Maggie's not, Maggie's not on your list sucks, though, Star Drew. Um, but Cody is. So there you go. Uh, in the world of fandom fights, on Sunday, we have a very special teams match, Team Schizo. Dominic Rizzi, Eli McKay taking on the return of blockbuster video, Nazario Montenegro, Mike Hanley in fandom. And it's a Nazario doubleheader this week because uh, on Monday, Nazario Montenegro returns to the singles ring to play me in the fandom fights division uh, in our tournament qualifying match. So a lot of me and Nazario this weekend in Warzone and fandom. So keep your uh, keep your YouTube notifications on. Subscribe to the Multiplex Entertainment YouTube channel. Turn on that bell icon so you always get notifications. Smash that like button. Uh, also, guys, we have a podcast feed on Apple and Spotify, wherever you download your podcast. Anchor, uh, where you can download the audio versions of this show. Your list, your list sucks. Uh, basically, any show that we do that is not trivia is on that podcast feed. We also have some exclusive content only on the podcast network, including GM Session and more stuff on the way exclusively for the audio listeners. So thank you so much for watching, listening, however you're consuming the show. Very short show this week, but I got to thank Caleb Boatman and Cody Newberry for joining me. Uh, Tim Bacala will be back next week for Multiplex Loves Movies. Hopefully it'll be a better news week. But thank you guys so much for watching. We'll see you guys next week with more Yearless Sucks. Oh, not Yearless Sucks. Multiplex Loves Movies. 
not quite my tempo. I'm going to make him an offer, Captain. 